Good evening to you and welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown and thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team back again on your radio tomorrow evening at 6pm. It's great to have you on board. Coming up on this evening's show, we'll discuss some of Kaiser Chiefs signings with uh, the football editor from The Citizen, John T. Mark. And later on this evening, we'll also catch up with uh, Tennis South Africa. It's Clark Kutsia to find out about the news that Kevin Anderson has made himself available to play Davis Cup Tennis once again. And we'll also chat to uh, junior Springbok captain Hanro Liebenberg. That's all coming up between now and 7 o'clock this evening. But let's start with the news that everyone's been talking about today. Absolute Premiership champions, Kaiser Chiefs, have strengthened their ranks with the signing of five new players. The promotion of two from the Youth Academy and one returning after being loaned out. Siander Ulu returns to South Africa from Russian side SU Rostov. The former Sundowns left back is looking forward to playing his trades with Amakosi. I'm excited and I always wanted to play for Chiefs. Uh, I'm really honoured that uh, they came to me with, uh, with what we, we wanted, me and my, uh, my uh, agency. And uh, I'm looking forward to the, to the new season. Keegan Ritchie's also joined the Glamour Boys from Bloom Celtic, while Daniel Cardoso makes his return from Free State Stars, and have also signed uh, Togo star Kamaldine Abro from Free State Stars. Sibongi Seni Ngobo and Andy Siwe Mtsila will join the senior squad for the season from the Youth Academy. Lucky Bloy, who was on loan to Morocco Swallows last season, will return to Naturina this season. And it was also confirmed today that Matthew Rosique has left the club and will move to Portugal. There was a glimmer of hope for Itumalen Kuna and Mandla Masango as well. The duo, who will be out of contract at the end of this month, will be given more time to consider their next move. That, according to Chief Football Manager Bobby Motong. So they've been given time off. They'll be looked after at the end of the month because they're still contracted till the end of the month. But there's no malice. There's no malice. We had a heart-to-heart chat, which gives them time to reflect. They are not to be put under pressure by us or anybody else. They need to decide on their own what is there for them, what is good for them, what they want, where, they, where they see themselves. So that's how far we are with them. New coach Steve Combella says even though they have some big names in that squad, there's a lot of hard work that needs to be done should Kaiser Chiefs defend their title. But as a coach, it's a great pleasure and honor to work with people who are highly talented. It only makes your job easy. And in as much as we're talking of uh, Disneyland, uh, if, 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 if you're in Hollywood and you get distracted by the screens and mirrors and all that, uh, reality shall never strike. So in the midst of chaos, you got to stay calm and take the right decisions. That's exactly where I have to find myself. More on those signings in just a moment. The city of Paris has announced that it will bid to host the 2024 Olympic Games. Should the French capital win the right to host it, it will be exactly 100 years after they last staged the event. The city has applied unsuccessfully on three previous occasions. They lost out to London in 2012 after failed attempts in 2008 and 1992. Kevin Anderson could make a return to Davis Cup Tennis. Tennis South Africa has confirmed that Anderson, who is currently at his highest ever world ranking of 14th, has made himself available to play Davis Cup for his country on condition that there is a contribution towards his team's expenses. Anderson needs to make himself available for Davis Cup duty this year and next year in order to qualify for the Rio Olympics, but said his availability is subject to his expenses being covered. 
In cycling news, Team MTN Quebec have announced their team for the upcoming Tour de France, and it includes five African riders. The team, which is made up, uh, the team which is making its Tour de France debut this year, will be led by Edvald Bosenhagen, and will feature three South Africans, namely Reinhardt and Jacques Janssen van Rensburg, as well as Louis Mainkies. Meanwhile, bad news for Team Trek: Frank Schleck will miss the Tour due to a knee injury. On to rugby ball fly-off, Andre Pollard's been given permission by the franchise to join Japanese outfit NTT Docomo Red Hurricanes for three months at the end of this year. Pollard will join the club in November and will return to Loftus at the end of January next year in time for the start of the Super Rugby season that gets underway in mid-February. According to French media reports, Jake White's Montpellier has signed yet another former Springbok. This prop CJ van der Linde looks to be moving from the EP Kings to France. And in news out of New Zealand, former All Black captain Tano Manga has been appointed as the new head coach of the Auckland Blues. He has signed a three-year contract. Some crickets look forward to this evening as well. England taking on New Zealand in the only T20 international of the series. That happens in Manchester. The game is due to get underway at half past eight this evening. On to some boxing news. Former six-time world champion... Oscar De La Hoy is considering a, uh, a comeback and uh, come out of retirement. And finally, in golf news, the Australian PGA Championship uh, that takes place in December has been added to the European Tour's race to Dubai schedule for 2016. Coming up next year on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat football. In particular, what happened at Arena today? SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, the big news coming out of Naturina today, and it's been uh, the talk on everyone's lips throughout the day, is the new signings unveiled at defending absolute premiership champions Kaiser Chiefs today. And they have uh, seem to have bolstered their ranks, and we join now by football editor at the Citizen newspaper, John T. Mark. John T., welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Uh, looking at uh, those signings today, Chiefs are definitely bolstering in particularly their defence. Yeah, I mean, with Tetsu Mashimaite um, leaving the club, obviously, at the end of the month, um, they needed uh, central defenders. Um, it was they got Morgan Gould out at the moment with an Achilles tendon injury. So they were looking to sign, uh, certainly, some new players in central defense, and they brought in Daniel Cardoso from Free State Stars and um, Sianda Kulu from, uh, well, he was a free agent. Uh, they managed to get him released. His team managed to get him released from his contract at Rostov. Uh, in Russia, which still had a year to run on it. So he's joined Chiefs. Bit of a surprise, I suppose, because um, his former club, uh, Mamelodi Sundowns, were also said to be very keen on his services. But uh, looks like he was chosen Chiefs. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you mentioned Daniel Cardoso, but Keegan Ritchie also joining the Glamour Boys from Bloom Celtic. Uh, it's a good move for the youngster. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, Keegan Ritchie, because in his first spell at Kaiser Chiefs, he didn't really set the world on fire. Um, subsequently, he went overseas, and he was at Celtic, so it's interesting to see that Chiefs have brought him back. I mean, I would suggest as a left-back, he'll be mostly cover for Tepo Masilela, who's certainly Chiefs' first-choice left-back, um, but does have has had, over the years, some problems with injuries and things like that, so perhaps Ritchie will get some game time, um, but it's an interesting one. I'm not quite sure um, that, that I would... Um, so I'm, I'm not quite sure it's the, it's the best signing um, of the ones that they've made, but he can also you know, always prove me wrong as well. And, and then just looking up front as well, as, as far as the signings there, at, uh, from Free State Stars as well, uh, Togo International. Yeah, they've signed Abroad from Free State Stars. A bit of a complicated one, that, because Bloemfontein Celtic certainly thought they'd signed Abroad. He signed, and he did, I believe, sign a pre-contract with Bloemfontein Celtic, but... Um, there was some sort of clause in the Free State Stars deal that uh, if a club came in, I think, with a certain amount of money, then they would give clearance to that club, which is a, which is a strange uh, 
the clearance for Chiefs do ha- have got clearance for the player. They've registered the player. They're they're just waiting for his work permit, and I think they're also talking to Celtic about, uh, you know, so that they can smooth over any problems that might come from Bloemfontein Celtic with regard to the player. He's I think scored five goals last season for Free State Stars, and he's obviously also like Cardoso reuniting with former coach of Free State Stars, Steve Compella, who I think brought him to to the club. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, I think. Uh, I, Chiefs, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if Compella had an influence over the signings, but those two are certainly two that he has worked with before. Never a dull moment in the in the South African transfer market. Uh, there, there's been talk yeah. as well. I mean, in the in the build up to this, uh, if you look at what's happened, you, you mentioned Mashimaiti who's, who's leaving, but the other two players who who, who sort of uh, put their stake in the ground and said they were leaving if they didn't get a great contract, Tumalin Kune and Mandla Masango, uh, that fallout seems to there, there seems to be an olive branch that's been handed and, and a glimmer of hope that they could return into the month if if they decide to, they could sign another contract. Yeah, that one's also fascinating. I mean, they, obviously, Chiefs came out and uh, uh, in an earlier press conference and said that Mashamaite, Kune, and Masango were all leaving the club. That, that they basically accused all of them of asking for too much money. Um, and now, suddenly, it seems like there could well be a U-turn from uh, both Kune and Masango. I think Mashamaite will be off. Mamelodi Sundown seem to be uh, on the verge of signing him. Um, but uh, yeah, Kune and Masango could well come back. I, it's an interesting one. I mean, Chiefs are saying basically that they, that Matango has told them that, you know, he, he's got advisors advising him all over the place and he wants to think about it. Um, and as for Kune, well, you know, I, I, what, what I understand is that, uh, his, his agent promised him a, a, a move to Europe and that never materialized. And now there's been linked with Sundowns, but I don't believe he wants to go to Sundowns Pirates or another club. That have been linked to him, uh, have, have just signed Felipe Avono, the Equatorial Guinean goalkeeper. So there's no real, uh, may well be no place for Kune to go, hence, uh, he's suddenly turning around and saying, well, can I come back to Chiefs? It's going to be an interesting first training session with him back of that, I've got no doubt. And then it's also good news to see that uh, they, they unveiled two of the, the youth academy players today as well. And it's one of the big things that's uh, been a downside of South African football and a lot of the big clubs have taken a bit of flack for it is that they aren't developing players. But this is a show of faith from what's happening within the ranks at Kaiser Chiefs. Well, it is a show of faith. So it remains to be seen whether these players will, will play a heavy role um, in the new season or whether they'll... Um, you know, just train with the first team squad just for the experience of that, uh, perhaps playing the multi-choice challenge. Um, it, it, you you never, never know whether they're actually going to get game time, but I guess it would be a good experience for them, even if they are just with the first team squad, certainly to grow with that. And uh, I, 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 would, I would be very interested to see that because obviously Chiefs, they have they have now spent a bit of money building a pitch, building um, you know rooms for the for youth and development players to stay, and they're trying to revamp their academy. They did say uh, Kaizamoto did say that you know when Stuart Baxter was brought in, part of his uh, part of what they wanted him to do was help develop coaches and, and things like that. And then he did say perhaps that was a weak point of, of what Baxter did. And I think they're hoping that Steve Compella uh, can work with the youth uh, a bit more, and, and you know perhaps bring some more players through as well from. From development, because certainly Chiefs um, have tended to not produce too many players, and, and it would be good, certainly, like you said, to see some youngsters coming through and getting in the first team. Speaking of Steve Compella, the big news yesterday was uh, Maritzburg United chairman putting an ultimatum out saying that uh, they, they want money for, for the, the buyout clause within his contract, but uh, it seems that everything was smoothed over uh, at the press conference today. It was almost brushed aside. Uh, do you think we've heard the last of that story? 
Um, it was brushed aside, but I mean, it's really, uh, done has so much to do with it. It's more, I think, between Compele, his advisor, and, um, and, um, Maritzburg and this Chiefs are going to pay some kind of compensation. But, uh, I don't think it'll be a serious situation. I think eventually it'll get sorted out. Um, I don't know whether, <laughs> whether Maritzburg United will, will take it as far as they can, whether they'll take some sort of leap better if they feel like he's not paid them what they owe him. Uh, what he owes them to get out of his contract, um, but uh, I think it'll sort itself out. But it certainly was brushed over, like you say at the press conference this morning. Very much didn't seem like they wanted to talk about it. Tony Mark, football editor at the Citizen. Thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Trap. We look forward to, to chatting again soon here on South Africa's news and information leader. Thanks, Brad. The Gauteng government, in partnership with municipalities and the private sector, will convene the inaugural Gauteng Infrastructure Investment Conference at Gallagher Estate, 16 to 17 July 2015. The GIIC will discuss investment opportunities in energy, broadband connectivity, inner city regeneration, water and sanitation, and more. The conference is a key step to build Gauteng as a globally competitive city region, a preferred destination for investment and tourism. Space is limited. Reserve your seat. Email conference at gauteng.gov.au. Brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government, together moving Gauteng City Region forward. Want to find out how to grow or start a manufacturing business? Then you need to be at the Manufacturing Indaba Conference and Exhibition on 29 and 30 June at Emperor's Palace. Proudly hosted by the City of Egoruleni, a partnership that works. Register now on manufacturingindaba.co.za or call 011-463-9184. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap on South Africa's news and information leader. It's great to have you on board this evening. Well, as you heard in PM Live, Kevin Anderson uh, has said that he's uh, willing to play Davis Cup tennis again for South Africa, but on condition that uh, part of his expenses are taken care of as well. We join now by board member at Tennis South Africa and tournament director uh, for the uh, South African Davis Cup tournament. Uh, Mr. Clark, it's here. Clark, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for your time this evening. That's fantastic news about Kevin Anderson. He is uh, by a long way South Africa's best uh, tennis player and uh, we'd love to have him back. We've, we've spoken about it for a long, long time and it, it could come to fruition. There's no doubt, Brad. You know, he's, uh, he's made it absolutely clear to us that he, he loves South Africa. He is a South African and he really would like to play for us again. Uh, but we have challenges, as, uh, as you rightly said. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting stuff. It's it's not uh, maybe not something's going to happen immediately, but most definitely it's, it's on our radar. Clark, as as far as uh, Kevin's performance, before we chat a little bit more about uh, the Davis Cup, I mean he's in in, in the form of his life at the moment. Uh, great performance at, at Queens last week, uh, just coming short against Andy Murray in, in the final. He's playing fantastic tennis. He's he's worked uh, long and hard to to improve his game. Oh, there's no doubt, and and I can tell you, you know, in his post-match uh, interview. He said they know exactly what they need to do just to improve it even more. And he's playing some fantastic tennis. He's uh, changed his style. He's servant volleying. He's really doing some great stuff. Right? And, and, and he deserves it. He's, he's working damn hard at, at his game. And that's probably why his schedule is so tight, you know. Mm. Clark, as far as uh, getting him back, uh, I mean, our next Davis Cup tie is taking place at the Irene Country Club uh, halfway through July, 17th to the 19th. We're coming up against Ireland. Uh, I know it's not too long before the teams need to be announced for that one. What, what are the odds of getting Kevin back uh, for that one, or is that, is that a bit too soon? Uh, Brad, if I had to be absolutely frank and honest, I think it's a bit soon. 
uh, we're trying our damnest. Uh, I, I have uh, definitely one or two sponsors in the in the in the sidelines, and they're really keen. But it's uh, I think it's a bit soon. But we we're not going to stop. We we're talking to them. They're talking to us, which is a huge advantage. Uh, you know, for a long time, we really struggled to get uh, to really get them on our side, and they are on our side now. Clark, as far as uh, getting Kevin here, yeah, you mentioned corporate sponsorship and, and it's going to take some money to, to get. Can you give us a, a ballpark on, on what we're looking for in order to get Kevin Anderson to play Davis Cup again? It's, it's difficult because uh, of what the expectation are, you know, but I would. The critical thing here is Kevin is not interested in and he's not trying uh, to say, well, give me a. Uh, appearance fees or, or give me, uh, you know, pay me my loss of income of whatever millions and millions and millions. He's not doing that. He's saying, you know, a, a, a sponsorship for two years that will cover some of my costs. And, uh, and yeah, and he'd be ready, to, you know, it's not, it's also not a commitment, but he'd be ready to play. So, uh, you know, if I had to take a stab, sure, it'd be a, a long shot. Uh, but I, I, actually, I can't, I can't really tell you. I, you know, it would be wrong for me to do that. Clark, is it, is it not setting a precedent? Uh, and, I mean, as much as I'd love to see Kevin Anderson playing Davis Cup for South Africa again, there, there is motivation why he'd want to in, in order to qualify for the Rio Olympics. He needs to, to, to play for South Africa. So, yes, there is motivation from that point of view. But uh, is it not setting a precedent with other younger players saying that, hey, if, if, you, if you put up a, a bit of a fight, we, we'll, we'll get you money and get you to play for, for South Africa? Well, you could see it like that, Brad, and then that's probably how most people would see it. We know that sportsmen don't play for nothing. We know that. Uh, and tennis is no different. However, uh, when you're talking about, uh, you know, earning money for playing the game, it's very different to covering my cost. Now, what we believe is uh, Kevin is in the top 20 in the world, and he's creeping so close to the top 10. And if anybody, if, if it's a precedent, if anybody gets to that level, we we would really welcome the opportunity to find a sponsor to cover his costs. So, uh, you know, if you 400 in the world, uh, you wouldn't be asking that question, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying, and I think it's important to understand as well that, again, it's, it's this balance between do you want to play for your country and the, the pride of that, because you, if that's something money can't buy. I mean, just offhand, just looking at what Kevin Anderson won this past weekend at Queen's, and I can't remember if the prize money was in euros or pounds, but it was 172,000 for being, for being runner-up, just for making the final. I say just for making the final, that's no mean feat. It takes a lot of work to get there, but that's the sort of thing that he's sacrificing in order to play for South Africa. Well, you know, and that's one of the points, you know, and, and I think we, what we really don't think about often, Brad, is that, you know, a tennis player's lifespan is not that long. So, you know, when you get to 30, 34, 35, uh, you, start, you start struggling a little bit. So while he's on top, he needs to earn as much as he can to really take him through to retirement, things like that. So, I, and we don't decry him that. We don't decry any of our players, that sort of thing, you know. And, and even world, the world's best, you'll you, you see how they continue to play until the last very last because they just have to make sure that they have the revenue and, and the quality of life that they seek. In order for Kevin to qualify for the Rio Olympic Games, he's, he's got to play Davis Cup this year and next year. Does he just? Is there a minimum that he has to play this year? Is it one one of the ties? Is it is it multiple ties? Do you know that or fan clock? Yeah, I know. That. Well, let's, I think we need to just cover the rule. The rule says he has to make himself available, and we have to select him. So. So he's made himself available. So that's the first step that's in great nick. Now, the only way I can select him is to cover some of that cost. And so 
we we that's why I say we we boxing very hard to get to, to get a sponsor so that we can get Kevin to play. He only has to play one a year. So we got we got we got a bit of time, you know. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Clark Kutsia, uh board member of Tennis South Africa. I think it's great news and, and good on Kevin Anderson. We'd love to see him playing in the green and gold once again. It was 2011 back in Potostruam. I think it was against Croatia the last time yeah. he represented South That's Africa. Right. So uh, it'll be great to see him back on the court for, for uh, the green and gold for the Pro Tiers. Uh, Clark, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Thanks. Thanks for, your, uh, opportunity, for the opportunity, Brett. Thank you. Cheers. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is South Africa's news and information leader and the under-20 World Cup uh, concluded this past weekend in Italy. And I can tell you that the junior Springboks are back on South African soil. And I think they'll be disappointed uh, with their performance, although they've had a, a pretty decent season if uh, one looks at all the results. And it's a great pleasure to welcome uh, onto the show this evening junior box captain Andrew Liebenberg. Andrew, welcome onto SAFM Sports Trap. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Welcome home. And uh, finishing third, uh, it's, it's not a bad position, but you guys didn't go there to finish third. You wanted to win the thing. Yeah, obviously, I think uh, every team um, go to the World Cup wanting to win it. And I think especially... With this year, um, the group of challenge we had was very special, and I, and I thought every guy there would have wanted to win it. And yeah, just unfortunate loss, losing in the semi-final against England. Few few calls not going our way, but yeah, that's life. And as long as we learn from it and move on. Andrew, I mentioned that the season you've had. I mean, you, you've uh, achieved a 90% win rate this this season under Coach Zabi Teron. I mean, that's a that's a pretty impressive win rate in in any at any level of rugby. But uh, at that level, that that's uh, pretty good. You must be pretty chuffed with that result. Yeah, like I said, we 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 won nine out of our ten games this whole season. So I think we mustn't look at the the loss in the semi-final. I think a 90% win rate for in, any team. That would be good, but I think we're striving for perfection. That's what all teams do. So, not bringing the cup home is a bit of a, a setback and a disappointment. But I think we're, all the boys can be happy with the season. We had a 90% rate, and that's um, that's you know, remarkable. A lot of that team had uh, had uh, quite a bit of experience playing at the under-20 level at, at World Championships, so it, it wasn't that you went there with a, a very inexperienced team. I think of a, a, a guy like uh, Thomas Dutoy, who's, who's played not, not just at that yeah. level, but played a couple of seasons of Super Rugby as well. How important is it uh, to, to go into a tournament like this with, with experience? And the reason I ask that question is because next time around, there's only going to be three players out of that current squad who are eligible to play. Yeah, no, it is true. It's uh, very important to have... Um, experience in your side but, but I think uh, more than uh, experience you can bring is just, just the effort wanting to win and um, especially with the under-20 tournament with a bunch of young guys that just want to play good rugby all around and want to show their talents I think it's just just important to have a bunch of talented and, and uh, balance in your side between backs and forwards and I think that's something we had this year a good balance between forwards and backs and I think you know just just to, to come back to the experience side, I think a guy like Thomas and Warwick and um, Dan, um, John Luke Dupier that was there last year brought so much value to our team this year and so much more calmness to the young guys especially. Looking at at the tournament itself and, and the three pool games, you guys came off quite a, a tough tour to, to Argentina where your performance was uh, pretty pretty good. We spoke to, to Coach David Teron uh, around that and, and, and he said to us just how hard it is to, to actually win in Argentina. But your, your three yeah. pool games, the, the first one you guys looked a little bit scratchy, but after that, I mean, there were no signs of nervous at all. Samoa, Australia, you guys looked looked like you actually, I mean, that, that you had a very good chance of winning this thing. You must have been pretty confident going into that uh, playoff game against England's 
after that group stage, thinking that, that you could get the better of a team who beat you in the final last time round? Yeah, obviously, like I said, we had a, we had a brilliant show to Argentina. I don't think there's any South African team that, that went there and won all of their games convincingly. And I think, uh, yeah, we went with lots of confidence into the, into the World Cup. We had that week off before we went to Italy. So we were still a bit rusty against Italy itself. But I think, um, the match against Italy and Samoa put us on a, on a good building phase again. And against Australia, we were actually, uh, quite brilliant. And I think uh, we, we were positive. The camp was very positive. Um, heading into the semi-final, I think the two yellow cards, my, my the yellow card myself, cost us a bit and that, that cost us the momentum, not not getting front reports, come times and set phases, line out especially. And that made it difficult and that's where England targeted us. I think they did their homework pretty good. And at the night they were up to it, they were up to a massive challenge and they made it very difficult for us. We knew they were they were coming out with um all guns fired, so being the they being the defending championship they would want to be in the final, so that made it difficult for us just to get the momentum. Under that semi-final, you, you mentioned the, the ill-discipline and the two yellow cards, and, and I felt quite bad for you in, in the post-match afterwards. You, you almost seemed to be very, very hard on yourself, but obviously you've got very high standards. Do you think it was, was just those two yellow cards and, and having those 20 minutes with only 14 players on the field that, that really cost you, or were the other issues? I mean, you, you mentioned England. You can't take anything away from a side like that. I mean, they were defending champions. They, they've beaten us before, yeah. and they are a very good outfit. No, that's off to England. Like I said, they did their homework spot on. So now at the night, uh, I think the two yellow cards, um, being hard on myself, I'm the captain, so I had to set the standard. But I think looking back, to, uh, I went to look at the tackle again, so I think that it could have gone anyway. But I think not that the yellow cards is our excuse for anything, but that um, the boys should have um, adapted uh, quite quicker in the game. And at the end, we we looked like a side that has, that has adapted eventually. But then it was too late, then 80 minutes was gone already. I think, um, like I said, England um, challenged us at set phases. And, uh, we pride ourselves on our scrums and our malls. And that, that didn't went to, to plan, so that put us on the back foot. And we were quite big-eyed and didn't know what to do at that moment. So, yeah, I think just England did the homework very good, and that's up to them. This this tournament has been a springboard for for many great uh, rugby careers, and uh, I mean that uh, national senior side is is littered with with players who have played and succeeded at under twenty worlds uh, world world cup level. Uh, on a personal note, Fanner Liebenberg, what's what's next on the cards for you? Where do you see yourself going, and where do you hope to see yourself going? Yeah, obviously, since I'm a little boy, I've been dreaming putting on the box jersey. So the under twenty box jersey was very special to me, and I think uh, I mustn't stop dreaming and mustn't stop believing. From this point on, and I think um, just uh, going back to the Bulls now, just putting in the hard work, and who knows, maybe two, three years I can put on the box jersey even quicker. So I will stop, stop, um, start working hard during this whole season and just putting in the hard job, and hopefully, and getting that box jersey as quick as possible. I know we look forward to following your journey, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in in that senior Springbok jersey. I've got no doubt it will happen. Uh, best of luck, and we look forward to chatting in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much for the interview. Enjoy your evening. At Katu Inn, we are proud to say that during the week we are busy, but weekends are a little quiet, and we could use your help. If you're traveling on the N14 in the Katu Kuruman area, this promo is just for you. Katu Inn's exclusive weekend promotion is now on. Pay only 550 Rand per room per night, and if you don't find it to be the best value for money deal around, then we'll pay for your weekend stay. So call Katu Inn on 061 667 4321 and ask for our weekend deal.
The Gauteng government, in partnership with municipalities and the private sector, will convene the inaugural Gauteng Infrastructure Investment Conference at Gallagher Estate, 16 to 17 July 2015. The GIIC will discuss investment opportunities in energy, broadband connectivity, inner city regeneration, water and sanitation, and more. The conference is a key step to build Gauteng as a globally competitive city region, a preferred destination for investment and tourism. Space is limited. Reserve your seat. Email conference at gauteng.gov.au. Brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government, together moving Gauteng City Region forward. The SAA four-day sale SAA is here. Sale. Book your flights now and seize this opportunity to see the world through all its spectacular destinations and get an amazing discount. The sale is for a limited time only from the 20th to the 23rd of June 2015. What are you waiting for? Book and check in now on your mobile on m.flysaa.com or visit your local travel agent to enjoy this incredible offer. Terms and conditions apply. South African Airways bringing the world to Africa, taking Africa to the world. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I look forward to joining you again tomorrow night at 6.30. I'll be back on PM Live as well. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the talk shop. That's uh, what's coming your way. And don't forget, uh, big cricket tonight. The one and only T20 International England up against New Zealand. First ball due to be bowled at half past eight this evening. It's going to be a fantastic class, that one-day series. Uh, England just inching that one, 3-2. So they'll take a lot of confidence into that series, uh, into that match tonight following that series victory. So definitely looking forward to that. That's what I'll be doing this evening. Hopefully you'll be keeping an eye on that as well. From myself, Brad Brown, as well as uh, my producer this evening, Lutando, thank you so much for your time. We'll be back again tomorrow. Right now it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.